Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Well, Happy New Year, friend! It has been a while since we've talked, and I'm so excited to be back with you. The pausing I did over the month of December was much needed and so enjoyable to me. I recorded a short Monday Boost episode describing pressing pause and what that meant and how I came to that decision. So, if you are needing to press pause in one way or another this January, I will link that five-minute Monday Boost episode in the show notes for you. Y'all, so many great conversations I cannot wait for you to hear this year. I'm planning a lot, so stick around. You are going to love these women's stories. Anybody want to give me a last-minute New Year's happy? I would love for you to click the stars to rate the podcast. A click on all five stars would be so great. And if you want to go one step further to write a sentence or two to review the podcast, oh my goodness, I would be so grateful if you did that. On today's episode, you will hear Victoria Strader's story. Victoria was born in Paris. She is a wife, a mom to two, and a blogger. She's been in the States ever since she learned to walk and is as Southern as sweet tea. She now lives in Texas, and at the beginning of our interview, I wasn't sure how long Victoria had been living in the States and thought there might have been a slight chance she still spoke with a British accent. (laughs) Nevertheless, Victoria and I instantly connected in our conversation. I have not walked the road she is on, but when you know Jesus, He connects us all, doesn't He? We talk about how Victoria's son, Beau, was diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder. What I think is so precious about Victoria is that she is navigating a hard road as a mama, but continues to have a heavenly perspective on it and is always reflecting on God's kindness. She mentions that she keeps going back to the verse in Romans that we can know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. In this episode, we talk about Wonderful Wednesday and what that means in Victoria's world. We talk about the Straters being a special needs family. And we camp out a little bit on the type of friend Victoria wants to be, how her friends met some tangible needs and stepped into uncomfortable places for her family in a small yet huge way. We also talk about how Victoria needs your help in finding a recipe she's on the lookout for. Listen to the end for that. And a little reminder, show notes will be available at renrobbins.com slash podcast slash 113. And you can sign up to receive those in your inbox every Wednesday if that's easier for you. At the bottom of my homepage, there's a form to get my freebie of five ways to be a good friend. And by doing that, you will get on my email list. No trying to search for books or links that my guests mention. The show notes will include the links from each conversation and will magically appear in your inbox every Wednesday morning. One more thing. As always, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast, and I would love to connect with you over there. Oh my goodness, y'all, just doing this introduction has just made me smile from ear to ear. I have missed it so much. So thank you for tuning in to this episode, and here is my conversation with Victoria Strader. Victoria. Thank you so, so much for having me, Ren. This is going to be great. We have a lot of mutual friends that I am so excited about. It makes the (laughs) the world seem so much smaller. 
Yes, it really does. I'm excited about that too. <laughs> yeah. So we have a friend, Nicole Cole. Y'all might remember her from, uh, uh, I think it was about a year ago when I had Nicole on the podcast sharing her story and then Micah Hunter this past fall and then also Jill this past fall. So you have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. So that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, I knew you had interviewed Nicole and Micah. And then when you reached out to me, I was like, Oh, here's Jill too. This is amazing. So <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So it's going to be a natural friendship for us. And I love that. I love that. It's great. Okay. So usually when I have a guest on the podcast, I ask them to share a little bit with my listeners about yourself, what area of the country you live in and about your family and kind of what your day to day um, life looks like you've got to tell them about uh, wonderful Wednesday because you just told me that and I love that so you got to say that too so tell it introduce yes. yourself to us okay perfect um my name is Victoria Strader and I am a stay-at-home mama and I sometimes am a blogger I'm it's just a sometimes really and especially now that blogging is such a big old thing I feel like I can't really claim it too much anymore <laughs> but um but it has been a really sweet way to connect with um some dear friends and just it's just been a real encouragement and has led me to things like chatting with you um yeah. I am married to my husband Ben and we got married in December of 2012 so we are about to celebrate seven years of marriage mm. we um we met in high school and we started dating shortly after we graduated. Um, and we both went to Texas A&M university right. in college station, Texas. And we live outside of Fort Worth now. Um, with a, really all of our family is pretty good here. A lot of our family is here. Um, we have two beautiful babies. Um, Bo William is three years old and Sophie Charlotte is 19 months. Um, they do not go by both names, but I just love hearing people's baby names. Oh. <laughs> so I thought I would do that. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Um, and okay. uh, a fun thing kind of about my background is that all of my family is from England um, and I was born in France. And so we, I say all of our family lives here and that's literally the opposite of the truth. Um, we have all of, all of my family lives abroad and then all of my husband's family lives like in 10 minute radius. So you mentioned wonderful Wednesday earlier. That is my sweet saving grace in stay at home mom life that my mother-in-law every Wednesday morning, she keeps my kids for me and mm -hmm. she just steps in and does everything that I would need to be doing. And, um, it's just a real blessing. And all of my friends know to try and schedule me on wonderful Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a, a sweet thing. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I we, um, we are just, uh, I don't know, a sweet little family and um, a new part of our world that we've been navigating the last few years, which I believe we're going to talk about a bunch yeah. today, um, is that we are a special needs family, um, which still kind of seems out of my comfort zone to even say, just because it just feels like we are a normal family. And you just, you, I don't know. I feel like it's such like a buzzword kind of, and you just know, I still don't even feel really like we connect with it in a lot of ways, but that's us. And we're just kind of navigating those differences and yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm just a mom like any other and yeah. That's awesome. God has been good to us. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, I want to back up because I was telling my husband about you and I was telling him about interviewing and I was like, I'm secretly hoping that she has an English accent. I'm very, I'm really <laughs> hoping But it was funny because I was like, well, I think she's been, I think you've been here in the States since you were like three, right? <laughs> so, so it's, it's funny you say that. That is literally all of my dear friends. That's their biggest complaint about me is how much cooler <laughs> it would be if I had a pretty segment. Um, so, my, so my parents are like all of my extended family has been in England, is in England like forever. So my parents, they moved to France actually for a few years. And so they had me while they lived in Paris. 
um, wow. which I love because obviously, I mean, Paris is a great place. Yeah. Um, but they, so they moved to the U.S. when I was about a year old. Okay. Um, okay. And gotcha. Yeah. So talking to like some of my elementary school teachers, they'll say that I, I kind of have the English accent, but now, I mean, especially as I talk to you more on this podcast, you're going to be like, oh, she's sounding more Southern. (laughs) (laughs) Well, being in Texas for a law, a big part of your childhood will do that. Right. Cause I live in Tennessee. So, I mean, the accent is here. (laughs) It's here. Yes. Yes. I feel like as much as I really identify so much with that British culture that I grew up with, I, I have loved just diving fully into everything that is the South. So <laughs> good. Good. Sweet I'm an channel. interesting mix. Yes. <laughs> well, good. Well, I well, and I, when I saw your kids' names, I felt they were very British. Bo, <laughs> Sophie, I thought that's so British and I love it. And Bo's, um, I think his last birthday cake, or maybe it was a couple birthdays ago, you did a, um, like one of the, I don't want to, I don't the guards that guards the queen's castle. What are they called? Um, you know what I'm I mean? I, just like a guard. Yeah, no, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know that there, there probably is a proper name for it, but I'm blanking on that right now. Yes. But yes. So we, that. that's actually kind of a funny thing, but that was not his birthday. He, his second birthday was supposed to be Bo's British bash. And I had this whole deal planned, mm-hmm. but then he got a little sister for his birthday. Oh, <laughs> and oh, so funny. we, we ended up pushing that part. And so he had a three and a half birthday. I love it. <laughs> recently. And so that that was that was Bo's British Bash, but I love British looking bash. for little ways to put that culture into their world. I love that. I think that's great. Okay, well, let's jump into your story. Um, you are mom to two, and you mentioned being a special needs family, and so let's take it back. Um, Bo is your firstborn. So back in 2017, you were pregnant with him, uh, and a couple weeks before your due date, you found out some hard news. Uh, the, the hard news was that his heart may be enlarged. So tell me a little bit about what you were going through when you were hearing this. This is your first child. You've never had a baby before. This is all new. And then you hear this devastating news. What was going through your heart and your mind at that time? Wow. Um, it honestly is by just the grace of God that, those feelings don't feel like super raw and fresh for me anymore because they really did for a long time. Um, but I mean, it was like the bottom just completely fell out from under us. Um, I had had a miscarriage before my pregnancy with Bo, um, which was extremely devastating for us. And so from the start of my pregnancy, um, I expected to be pretty antsy. Um, but I really felt like such a supernatural peace about the whole thing. And I just felt so strongly that no matter the outcome, I wanted to celebrate our baby um, just as long as they were with us. Um, but, you know, everything then was very textbook, very easy. Um, and I mean, it. looking back, like the hand of the Lord in just protecting my heart was just all over it. Like we should have like, found out what I'm about to get to and explain at his 20 week sonogram, but he just like barely wouldn't show part of his body. And so they were like, it's not a big deal. And that allowed me to have a pregnancy that was stress-free and for us to be able to celebrate, just like finding out that he was a boy and doing that whole thing at that sonogram, instead of like being thrown into testing that we were at, um, at our 36 week sonogram is when that happened. And basically they just, they got that extra view of his heart and they thought that part of it looked a little enlarged. And so they referred us to a perinatologist and honestly, that might have been one of the worst experiences of my life. Like the doctor was just so incredibly cranky and harsh and like, I could see how that line of work would really be difficult and kind of callous you, but that was, mm. it, it, it was, it was a lot. Um, and they, I don't know. I just felt like we were immediately thrown into like, 
defending the sanctity of life and them like questioning like why we didn't do genetic testing and why we aren't taking this seriously and why we aren't trying to you know do all these mm. things and it was just a lot um and so basically they they did like a really detailed sonogram of Bo and anything that wasn't just like perfectly textbook they referred us to get checked out so I was 36 weeks pregnant and my blood pressure skyrocketed oh sure and yeah and um so we ended up doing several things we ended up having a fetal MRI fetal heart echo all of these things planning an induction um to just check a bunch of stuff and I don't know I feel like trying to reflect on this time like the clearest image that I have is Ben and I coming home to our sweet little first home from that perinatologist appointment and we just sat on the couch like on either side of Ben's dad my husband's dad um and just both cried like little babies like he just had his arms wrapped around us and we just like I mean it could it like it makes me emotional thinking about it because we just sobbed into his chest like children um, because we were so overwhelmed by what was going on. But, you know, it's just kind of funny how all of that was orchestrated. So it ended up that none of that stuff that they really suspected panned out. Um, he was in the NICU for two weeks after he was born to kind of check still on stuff. And then he had a hard time weaning off of oxygen that they had given to him. Um, but at that point he was okay and we were okay. And, you know, even in the middle of all of that chaos, God was so good to give us just, I feel like I still had my ideal like birthday for my firstborn, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, like, he, so he actually was with us for the first two days in the hospital before they moved him to the NICU. So like in a lot of ways, even though they were questioning a ton of things, like we still had a quote normal experience in some ways. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I just got to meet my baby and I had a relatively smooth delivery and I don't know it. Yeah. yeah the Lord was just really, really kind to just give that gift to us, you know, like that's all there is to it is that that was a sweet gift. <laughs> mm. Well, and I'm visualizing your father-in-law and um, being on the couch and both of you with him and just, um, just showing all that emotion and just walking through that with you. And I also read that your friends around you gave you a girl's night right before Bo was born. I think it was just a few days if I read correctly. And yes. you had heard, you know, you had heard these things a couple weeks before you didn't know what to expect when he was being born. Like you didn't know any of that. Um, tell me what community means to you as in your father-in-law you know, carrying your burdens with you on the couch that day. And then also uh, after that, having the community of women around you, um, giving you that girl's night. Tell me what community means to you. Uh, Ren, this is, you're just getting so deep into my heart so fast. <laughs> it's I'm so sorry. good. Uh, no, it's so good. Um, I, right now, the, I feel like, people are going to listen to this recording and be like, wow, the theme of this must have been emotions as a woman, because this girl <laughs> has got a lot. Oh, um, we but, all do, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, for, I feel like I can't even talk about this right now because we are, we are about to have a loss in that area in um, some of our dear, dear friends who have been, really just such a model of biblical community for us. They're about to move away. So mm, <laughs> even talking so about community, I'm like, want to mm, boo-hoo about yeah. it. Oh. Um, but mm. anyway, um, yeah, we, um, the night that you're talking about, I actually think it might have been the night that I had had the fetal MRI, which uh. was just a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, I mean, it was, it was pretty traumatic um, because this is like, a, a probably unknown thing about that is 
so when you have an MRI with a like with your baby in your belly, the baby's either gonna get really still or like get really active. And mm-hmm. Bo got really active, and so it just like felt really scary him mm-hmm. like bouncing around in there and being in the big old machine. And we were just it was like we were living out of the car, driving to and from Dallas, and doing mm-hmm. all these things. It was just a really draining time. But um, but we had scheduled that night for a girls night with the girls in our home group, um, which we didn't lead at the time, but we do now. Um, and I think we canceled it multiple times. It was kind of like, this isn't going to work. Like too much is going on. Like this is not a good time for that emotionally. But Ben just really encouraged me. Like, I think you need to go. I think you need to spend that time with your friends. You can cry with them. You can laugh with them, like do whatever you need to do. Um, and so that's what we did. That's what we did. Um, I went and just cried with my sweet friends as I recapped the day and, um, they just prayed with me and loved on me and we just got to hang out and enjoy time together. And I don't know, I think that night taught me so much about the kind of friend that I want to be to others. Um, they sent me home with meals. They sent home presents and snacks. And I remember one of my friends like being like, Hey, I'm going to run out to your car and clean out any trash. So she literally just like ran out and cleaned out all the trash that there was a lot of because we had been Mm. driving back and forth to appointments. And I think, I don't know, kind of just thinking about community in the context of people walking through times of hardship. I think the potential for people to kind of go wrong I don't know about go wrong but that sounds kind of harsh but I think people are nervous to step into those spaces Mm. of fear of like not knowing what to do or like is this offensive like is like should I not bring it up that you know I don't want to bring it up and make them upset but it's like okay well first of all people are probably already thinking about it but right so the biggest thing that I have learned in that area is how valuable it is just to ask just to say hey can I do this like but my friend didn't you know it's kind of a like presumptuous thing to be like hey you've probably got trash in your car I'm gonna head out and take care of that right right. (laughs) Right. yeah but she did Mm -hmm. and the worst that was gonna happen was me be like oh I don't think there's anything in there but actually there was, and she got to really meet a need. I mean, mm-hmm. these girls, they had, they had like nonstick cook spray for me because they knew I was out of it. Type wow. thing. Like mm-hmm. they had, I, I don't even know. There just so many tangible needs were met. And I feel like as the years have gone on walking through life with, with those families and we, we ha- I mean, we are very, very loved and like just God has just been so good to put we have so many family members close to us as well with like I mentioned and and other friends that aren't like specifically in our community group but still are kind of an extension of that but um yeah that have just really taught me so much about how to just step into those spaces for people and I don't know. Um, so good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just been essential for us. It's so good. And I was tearing up when you were talking about your friends just stepping in. Um, how I want to be that type of friend and how you took it as, yes, you were grateful for your friends, but how you <laughs> wanted it to be a mirror of what you wanted to be as a friend. That's huge. That's huge. Well, I think it took some time of reflecting to like make mm. that connection for sure. So but it it's been cool because we have we have not had a ton of like direct similar situations, but it really does translate, you know, across the board to different things. The reality is is that we are in this broken world and these things are gonna happen and I don't know. Um, It's just really an awesome gift that we can just step into those spaces with one another. And I don't know, I just always think about like rejoice with those who are rejoicing and mourn with those who are mourning. And like, that is just, I mean, that kind of wraps up all that I feel like 
I want to be and what I want to teach my kids to be and just our family thing. <laughs> mm, that's great. Okay. So we're going to go to when Bo was born. And then I think you shared that he had a typical, you know, first birthday or enjoying that. And then in 2018, it was confirmed that Bo was diagnosed uh, with having a rare syndrome. Would you tell us that in a little bit about uh, when you heard uh, that diagnosis? Yes. Um, so um, I just wanted to say really quickly that I'm really grateful um, for you just allowing the space for me to share about this kind of conversationally. I feel like since we entered into this journey, I've kind of not been sure of like what it looks like for how much we want to share and how much we don't. And I feel like being able to speak out loud versus type something mm. is, is just a really like, it feels more of a safe space for me to share about something that, I mean, is, is really the most vulnerable thing in my life. So mm. I'm really grateful for you and just creating this space um, so that I can um, just share hopefully my heart and my love for my sweet boy. Um, oh, absolutely. So basically, like you said, we, we had a very normal, sweet first year. Um, and I feel like looking back, the Lord had just totally placed their hedge of protection around my mind because if he was my second born, I would have been, alerted like much earlier that something was going on oh, sure. um but but he wasn't so I got to have this really sweet first year of being his mama with like absolutely no fear and and just really I don't know that's such a gift that I, I mean I could never recreate that um so that's just really special but um yeah he had normal development he um it's kind of funny actually because now he's like very much nonverbal, but at the time, like eight, nine months, like he said, mama and dada, pretty normal age, but like now that's just like really all he says. But okay. so that's, I mean, I say it's funny, it's hard, but it's kind of ironic because of how that ended up painting out. But, yeah. um, so basically all of this, like kind of started to come on our radar, um, when he wasn't starting to walk. And when we started doing the early intervention process, um, yeah, I, I feel like I should probably give a disclaimer that I know that there are plenty of people who have a wonderful experience with this and that was just not us, unfortunately. Um, and we, I mean, we just had, our therapist was just pretty, unprofessional and like very borderline inappropriate a lot of times and so like every week that they would come or she would come to our home it was already just like an awkward and difficult situation and I felt like every week I was trying to just summon every little bit of courage within me to like get through that hour um and so one week um the therapist that we had gotten paired with so she they actually ended up putting us with and this is kind of a whole nother deal, but a speech pathologist, because they felt like that was going to be the long-term need, not what like physical therapy and walking. Mm -hmm. But she, one week she brought a physical therapist with us to like look at his feet and see if he might need orthotic ankle braces. Um, and it just like kind of blew up right there. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'll tell you it as it happened, but, mm -hmm. but I, I will say that like, although it was I think ultimately handled poorly. I'm still really grateful for the outcome because it kind of, it did like as much as I didn't want to know information, I needed to know information if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but she walked in and she was real, real quickly just kind of looking at me and looking at Bo and, and this, this, this is like such a weird mama thing, but cause this rubbed me so wrong, but she was like staring at all the pictures on our walls, like kind of like, mm. I don't know, just intently looking at him. And she literally just looked at me and just deadpan was like, I know what is wrong with your kid. Mm. And I kind of, you know, paused and, and I said my exact words, I will remember for the rest of my life were, do you feel comfortable sharing that with me? Mm. <laughs> um, which, I mean, the fact that I got through this conversation, I yeah. mean, yeah, like that, that is the Lord. But, um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, so she said, so she said, well, that, that depends on if you're ready to hear it. And I told her, sure. Um, and that probably wasn't truthful. I probably wasn't ready to hear it, but, <laughs> but I wanted to hear it. I didn't yeah. want to say, okay, bye. See you later. Right. Um, and so she, she told me that she had had a client um, once who looked exactly like Bo and he had a syndrome called Rubenstein KB. And then she kind of went down this rabbit hole of, um, sharing things I think she thought were probably encouraging, but were very overwhelming for me mm. as a relatively new mom and someone who had not yet wrapped the head, like their head around the reality that their child might have special needs. Mm. Um, and she, I mean, she was, she was like talking about how advanced Bo was and like being able to eat without a feeding tube and like mm. being able to drink from a straw and like, I approach that with like great sensitivity and the fact that I know those things are such a gift and like, I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was like, okay, like when did our trajectory change? Like mm. what we're taught, like we're trying to plan for all these fun things. And now it's like, Oh, he drinks from a straw. And it just like, it was a lot at one time. And sure. yeah, like I said, like that will haunt me for the rest of my life and you know I called my husband and was like you got to get home from work right this second and mm. I don't know that kind of sent us down this rabbit hole of just visiting a bunch of doctors and eventually confirming um that diagnosis okay so tell me a little bit about the syndrome Rubenstein Taby uh yeah tell me a little bit about it okay so it I feel like what I've learned about this space is that with everything, it's like such a span, which is kind of like what I, what that, what the therapist was telling me. But like, so for Bo, it looks like pretty severe developmental delay. Um, okay. And so he, he, he does walk now, which is amazing, but he did, he walk he did not walk until he was, I mean, several months into two years, um, which is crazy because I survived the whole pregnancy without him walking. <laughs> um, so that was like my claim to fame. I feel like uh -huh. I was like, okay, I can do anything if I can literally just carry two children basically, uh -huh. all, you know, all over. And, yeah. and then like, there's probably a triplet mama listen to this. Who's like, okay, girl, you're cool. <laughs> like not a big deal. Um, but, but for me, it was a big deal. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, he, um, so he is nonverbal and, um, but he's like, ex he's extremely social and I don't know, it's just, it's hard thinking about this and like explaining it to someone who doesn't know him is interesting because yeah. he, while he doesn't talk, he has like got such a distinct personality mm. and I don't know, we just always talk about like what a lover he is. Like he would just mm. like greet you with like a kiss right there on your cheek and just wrap mm. his arms around you. And he's wow. just such a joy. But, um, but wow. day to day, I feel like, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just looking at, pretty serious developmental delays um and then you know again i i say you know but these are new things that i didn't know but now i've had to learn but yeah I, a lot of these things come just i mean you get a diagnosis you get a handful of risks that are thrown at you mm -hmm. um and so those risks are always kind of in the back of my head and we every time we think we're kind of done testing for everything we kind of start the next round which is difficult um but ultimately i mean god has been good and we just love our sweet boy mm. well he is definitely you can see the light in his eyes when you see him on instagram i mean he uh, <laughs> just i mean you can and i don't even know him i don't i don't know him but um you can just see his personality coming out in the pictures that you post and so i love that but tell me when this happened when you had uh the the therapist come in your home and kind of bluntly tell you all of this what um tell me how jesus ministered to you in your heart in that moment or in the moments after um oh man um so i really wish i had like a pretty answer for this but i kind of don't i mean the reality is that we are very much still like in the thick of processing everything mm -hmm. um 
and like kind of dealing with the reality that like every day of my life has like a varying degree of grief in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that like, I mean, he just sustained us is really like what it came down to. So when, when that conversation happened, I was like 20 ish weeks pregnant with our daughter, mm-hmm. um, which that in itself is kind of a whole other story of God's sovereignty, because I can tell you like, this may not sound pretty, but like point blank, like if we would have known what was ahead of us, Mm -hmm. there's absolutely no way that my husband would have been like green light on another child. Like, and he would tell you that. Um, and so Mm. one, like we are so grateful for the way it panned out because obviously like, she's just like our precious gift of our baby girl Mm. who we love. But like, even like, in context of this, like she has been the best thing for Bo in mm. so many ways and mm. has just inspired so much growth in him. And That's awesome. I mean, just getting to see, like we went into it and I was kind of like, I don't know if he's going to notice that she's there. And he was immediately like wanting to kiss her or like pick mm. up the passy and like his fine motor is not great. I mean, it's come a long way, but like he was trying to pick up a passy and like put it in her mouth. Mm. And so like, that was huge and yeah. just so encouraging for me and like just for us to have just like the freshness of new life in that season was so great. But, mm. yes. but yeah, really just like, Day to day, I mean, it was a very hard season. Like I look back and I don't I I don't think at the time I really realized the depth of what we were walking through. Um I have super sick pregnancies. And so it was kind of like, okay, throw up multiple times away a day, feel terrible pretty much the rest of the time. I was also having low iron and like feeling dizzy and kind of passing out. And so like Oh goodness. And I, then I was also like carrying the weight of feeling like I need to every two seconds be trying to facilitate some kind of activity for my baby. Mm. Cause like I was carrying the weight of feeling like I had to make him develop if that makes sense. Mm, um, yes. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. And then like processing all of this grief about the future and yeah. I don't know. So literally the fact that I was getting up every day in the morning and continuing to do it all was completely his grace. Mm. Um, and um, honestly, I think really it was like six months into Sophie being born that I finally was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Like a lot of stuff just happened. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So I want to quote you again, cause you know, I always do a deep dive on people's Instagram and I totally did. I yes. stopped you. I did it all. Um, but I did want to, <laughs> I, I did want to quote you and you said being told that your child has a box of limitations around him has broken my heart so many times. And, you know, hearing this, your story uh, in person, I mean, over Zoom, but in person, your journey has been filled with so many highs and lows. How does your mother's heart handle seeing your child struggle? And, and, and this is for any mom, because I feel like we all see our kids struggle at some point or another and at some degree. And so what I want to know is just how does your mother heart handle that when you're seeing your child struggle um if it's a you know on a a small level or a a large level how does your mother's heart handle that um well you know i feel like this is a really interesting question because although bo isn't developing like at the rate of his peers and that there's like obviously lots of day-to-day hardships um I I don't feel like at this point I've been exposed a ton to like seeing him struggle, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I would say to this, like, as far as my, like my heart as a mom walking through this, um, I I mean, I love my boy to pieces. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, there's just something about a baby boy and his mama. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, but also, I mean, having a little girl too, it's just all good. There's, yeah, it's yeah. just all good and it's all great. But, um, but yeah, I, there's just a ton of grief. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's impossible for me to not like, like I start to say the word grief over and over because it's just the only way that I can kind of like 
Mm. try and begin to communicate that. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. You know, like when I think about the future of parenting Bo, there are tons of questions and concerns and fears that, that a lot of parents just don't have to think about. Um, and so those thoughts in themselves are very hard for me um, and create, honestly, a lot of space for sin to enter in um, when I really focus on feeling frustrated or isolated or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I think this is just an area that I have to truly surrender to the Lord daily because I think I could easily look up and have turned so bitter not only to the Lord, but towards probably a lot of our loved ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like really giving in to that isolation. Um, and I mean, again, I feel like I'm just like, I'm buzzwording, like God's been so good to us. God has been so gracious, but like he has truly, it's, he's been so kind to give us these wonderful relationships that have been just so like, just that have carried us through this journey and, you know, being in and out of therapy offices and doctor's offices, I realized that that is not always the norm. Um, And so I'm just really grateful for that. But uh, to kind of address your question about like seeing your kids struggle, I think a lot of that, this is kind of, this is answering that, but kind of like, I think a lot of that is going to be ahead in navigating this, not even so much with Bo, but like with our other kids, um, with Sophie. And if the Lord provides others, like, you know, just, and this is, that's, I mean, these are the thoughts that keep me up late at night, Rich. Sure, <laughs> like, sure. You know, yeah, like, because yeah. I don't, th- I'm, I mean, it, it really is like so sweet that I don't think like he gets frustrated with different tasks he's trying to do, but he's, he's not down on it. You know, Mm. if that makes sense, like Mm -hmm. he, he, he's great. His spirits are mostly just so high, which I mean, again, like is, is the absolute best that I could ever wish for in this situation. What is the character quality of the Lord that you would say has been so much, uh, so meaningful to you? really just off the top of my head after having this conversation with you, I just, I mean, I'm so drawn to his kindness. Hmm. Like just really even like the scripture that I just consistently have to just come back to when I am in my worst, like darkest, like most like deep states of mourning is I'm like, you know what? This situation is not only for the glory of God, but it is for our good. And even more like hard for me to wrap my head around is for both good. Mm-hmm. Like this is the, this is God's very, very best for my son. And yes, like that is hard to wrap my head around, but like, he is so, like, he is so kind to give us that truth to cling to. Like he, I mean, I just told you 20 ways tiny little details of how he just was so kind in giving us just the best experience within this, you know, like I I could have had on the day that I had my, everyone we know come into our house for a gender reveal party. I could have been turning everyone away, like devastated about going to a heart doctor, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but, but he, he like, he revealed it all in his timing and Mm. really, I mean, yeah, he's just kind and good Mm. and, I'm, I'm glad that I've even gotten to reflect on that just now chatting with you and kind of have my eyes turned to that today. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have been an ultimate encourager to me today. And I know for my listeners. Uh, And so I thank you so much, Victoria, for sharing your heart with us and and being vulnerable and, um, and putting it all out there. So I appreciate it so very much. Yeah, of course. And I don't know, something I I did want to say really quick is like, as I've realized, like, kind of stepping into this special needs space, like, there might be someone listening to this who is in this journey, and like, they can't connect at all with what I'm saying and feel like I'm not representing that well. I don't know if that makes sense. But oh, like, yeah. Okay. What I've, re- what I've realized is like, it, so, so to that, I just want to say like, like, this is our experience and I just 
I don't know. I just hope that there's something you can glean from it because I've realized like there's such a responsibility in even speaking to this, Mm. you know, like just even stepping out and saying, okay, I'm going to talk about this is such a weight and responsibility. And I think that's why I've really put so much thought into the platform that I'm doing so and kind of going back to that. So I just wanted to say that really quickly. That might sound like a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but I just wanted to speak to that really quick. No, absolutely. And each experience is going to be different. And this is just what your experience is. And I just appreciate your boldness in sharing that and your vulnerability and openness in sharing. This is your experience. And I know any woman who is either walking through being a special needs mom or um, or not, uh, they are going to glean encouragement from your story and give glory to God. And so I am just so grateful. So grateful. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit. My last little round of questions is there's three little questions. It's what are you eating? What are you reading? And what are you loving? And I, we probably should start with reading because there might be a book that has meant a lot to you during this process that maybe might be a help to someone else. So let's switch it. Let's do what are you reading? What are you eating? And what are you loving? So what are you reading is first. Okay. So actually, I have not had a book that has really touched me in this way, but if someone is listening and has it, send okay. it to me. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Um, yeah. But I feel like my reading answer a hundred percent is going to like date this podcast. So I apologize for that. <laughs> but right now I am so all in on one, my Advent study where yes. this is, we're in the middle of December and, um, we, um, the, the girls in our home group, um, that I kind of talked about, we are walking through the She Reads Truth Advent study. And yes, it I keep hearing been, it. It's so good. It is so good, Ren. I have never done an Advent study before. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, this is the first year that I've really felt the weight of like, okay, I'm a mom at Christmas and there's a lot, <laughs> you mm, know, like, yes, it, cause with, with babies, I mean, you still are wanting to make it special, but this year I'm like, okay, they know, yeah. they know they're getting a cinnamon roll on Christmas morning. They know these <laughs> things. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, just like it has been so good to just really orient my heart to the, the, I mean, it's cheesy, but like the meaning of it all, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's true. Like it's the meaning of it all. So that mm. has been incredible. Yes. Um, and then also I've just been reading a couple of like mumbo jumbo fiction Christmas books. Which uh-huh. have been so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just, everything I'm reading is Christmas right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're throwing yourself into the season. I love it so much. That's great. That's so good. Yes. Okay. What are you eating? What is a snack you okay. like? Yes. So I think my snack is going to kind of like the book started off with is kind of going to be a backwards plea for help to your listeners. (laughs) So when um, we took our kids, uh, well, our family, we went to visit my family overseas in London in August. And so we fell in love with this snack, which is baked fruit. So it's unsweetened baked fruit. And it's very similar to like to dried fruit that you okay. might buy here, but I cannot find it anywhere. Oh, really? So we, yeah, we brought, um, my dad actually, he went probably two months ago and he brought me back like two giant sacks of this unsweetened baked fruit. Okay. But I have looked and looked and I cannot find anything similar. So yeah. dried fruit, if you can, it's hard to find unsweetened and it, uh, it gets the job done, but I would really love for someone to either have a recipe for how to make it. I will make yeah. it. I will become that mom who gets yes. my own fruit. <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. Oh it's my really goodness. Good. Okay. Okay. So if y'all know of a good unsweetened dried fruit recipe, then send it to us. <laughs> we need to know. Get us us on Instagram. Please. DM yeah, us. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, this this is my time in front of the people. I got to use it to to get some info. <laughs> yeah, that's right, girl. Okay, so one more question: What are you loving right now? Yes. Okay. So something that has been a challenge for me as a stay-at-home mom has been getting my body moving on days where I don't have the mental capacity 
to like have to think about every single like move with a free weight or whatever, like watching mm-hmm. a video. Mm-hmm. And so we recently added a, what I'm going to call to you a knockoff Peloton bike <laughs> to, our, okay. to our family. So, I mean, we just got, we just got a workout bike and I've been okay. doing spin classes with the Peloton app oh, cool. and it has been incredible. I, for, if you are not in the workout groove, I feel like it's right. kind of like, who cares? I don't care. And right. I, that was me not too long ago. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, getting on this bike and like sweating it out has yeah. been so stinking good for me okay. as a mama. So okay. that's okay. what I'm loving. <laughs> I need to do that because we have a bike. It's not that one, but we do have one and I need to just jump on it. I, I think it would be so good, especially during the winter months when I'm not going to be going outside to walk or run or anything, yes. you know? So yes. I love exactly. that. Okay. So yeah. tell me where can we find you online? Because we said that we could DM you on Instagram for that yummy recipe that everybody's going to send you. Um, where yes. can we find you <laughs> on social media, Victoria? I am just at Victoria Strader, um, S-T-R-A-D-E-R, um, on Instagram. And my blog is just victoriastrader.com. Okay. Super easy. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I love following you on there. And so now I'm excited that we got to talk and have a conversation. And I just loved everything, every single thing about it. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast so much and giving us encouragement as moms and as women seeking after the Lord and seeing his hand in your story and and all of our stories. So thank you so, so much, Victoria. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like being on a podcast just feels like the utmost of fancy. So (laughs) I just am feeling so fancy today. So fancy. So grateful. Yeah, so fancy. So fancy. I love it. Victoria has such a sweet attitude, and her focus is on Jesus in her journey. And I love that we heard that, and when she's talking about Bo's diagnosis and how it's God's plan for their family, and that His plan is for Bo's good. It's for their good as a family. And we can take that and say that God's plan is good for you and whatever is going on in your life right now. God is for you and His plan is for your good. I love how Victoria spoke about the type of friend she wants to be, how when she had her friends serving her, it wasn't that, oh, my friends are so great, which they are and wonderful. But she said, I want to be that type of friend. Friends, I want that. When I see friends ministering to me or helping me, I want to turn around and say, you know what? I want to be that type of friend. I loved that she said that. So I have a little episode challenge for both of us. Think of one way you can reach out to a friend this week. It doesn't have to be huge, y'all. Remember, Victoria's friend offered just to clean the trash out of her car. Send a text, offer up a prayer, call a friend, and listen. Send a card, watch her kids, drop a happy on her doorstep, pick up her groceries for her. If she has her own business, comment on her social media post, share one of her posts. Take one tiny step in standing in the gap for someone who needs a small kindness in their life right now. Well, I hope you have had an excellent start to 2020. I love sharing these God stories with you each week. And I would love for you to screenshot this episode and share it on social media. I think we need to be encouraged by what we see on social media. And so screenshot it, tag Victoria, tag myself. We would love to see it. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.